with the most passionate, enthusiastic, and creative fans in the world, Star Wars fans. Hello there. Star Wars Celebration! We are back. It really has just been amazing getting to be here with all of you. I feel like we need to put you guys together, so I'm going to step over here. Celebration, what's up? everywhere. Welcome to episode number 314. Blast points is Jason. And this is Gabe. We're, we're still in Anaheim. <laughs> it's, still here. it's Sunday night and we are currently walking back to our hotel. We leave in the morning. In six hours. Yeah. Six hours from now, yeah. we will be leaving for the airport to head back home. And, uh, yeah, this was maybe the best Star Wars celebration yet that we've been to. And, man, what what hasn't happened since uh, last time we talked? When did we talk last? When, <laughs> what day was that? Was that Saturday did we, or Friday? I don't know. No. Well, we, talk, we saw some Bad Batch today. We started the day with the Bad Batch. Season two looks incredible. We got to see a trailer. We got to see a little clip. Um, and of course, they picked the absolute best thing for a clip. It's the Bad Batch being chased by giant crabs. So that's how that was our breakfast, basically. And then we did our Creatures of Jabba's Palace panel with Tom Spina and the wonderful Kirk Thatcher. And that was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's it was like when we, we we said it on the show before, but like when we started the podcast, doing something at Celebration was always like, wouldn't it be cool if? And you know, a lot of thanks to Tom Spina, we it happened today, and we I don't know is 
It's still surreal. Like we did it just today. Yeah. No, it's very. It was very surreal because you know before we started the podcast, we were in the audience at one of his panels and just really inspired by what he was doing. And today we were on stage with him doing one of his panels. And yeah, it was uh, surreal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but wonderful. And uh, you know there were a lot of people there. We had a lot of. Blast Points fans out, and it was great to see everybody, and especially, I guess, see everybody uh, in in the room with us, too. If you were there, honestly, we cannot thank you enough. Like, us coming out to folks, like, clapping and cheering was just a high, and it was, like, so, so, so good. Kirk Thatcher is an absolute wild man, and it was, it, it was like, doing the show live... And yeah, I don't know. It. We wish we could have recorded it for everybody. There's all kinds of crazy rules that go on at these things. We couldn't record it. Uh, but we'll have Tom on again at some point. Maybe we'll try and do something similar like that for folks. But it was just yeah. It was it was like the perfect end to like a perfect celebration. Like this. This celebration, I don't know, for us was just like firing on all cylinders. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, the red carpet premiere for Kenobi. Which feels like so long ago, but also like yesterday. <laughs> but, it, but it was what? I don't even know how many days ago it was. But yeah, this was a great... If, if anything, it was almost felt like a different celebration because it seems like what's been so awesome is each time just meeting more and more new people um, that are fans of the show and just wonderful people all around and it's kind of over the years now celebrations become more about hanging out with cool people as much as seeing cool new Star Wars stuff and I think that combination of the two kind of took it to the next level this time Somebody asked us tonight. Oh, it was we were out for dinner with uh, with Sky Talkers and Talking Bay ninety four, and they asked like, what, "So everybody, what was your favorite part of celebration?" And then it's like, for me, honestly, it was hanging out with like real people and always like meeting you folks, the listeners, hanging out with yeah our friends from the other shows, and just like the real human relationships that have come from this ridiculous silly space fantasy that George Lucas created like that's bigger than you know these stories that we love and you know it sounds kind of sappy but it's really true like that's really what I'm walking away from Anaheim 2022 with what I'm taking back home and the Kenobi red carpet premiere and the fact that we did a panel <laughs> on the creatures of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's, it really was the combination of the two that either, you know, just great panels and cool new Star Wars stuff coming would have been really exciting and a lot of fun and just connecting with fans of the show and meeting new people and just hanging out with old friends would have been awesome. And the fact that this week was both pretty much nonstop, relentlessly for four days, um... It really doesn't get much better than that. No. No, it doesn't. So, okay. What we're going to do here is we are going to play for you folks our recordings from the previous two nights. I believe our first one here is from 
Thursday night, right? And we are tired. We are extremely exhausted. This is what we recorded before you folks heard our Kenobi episodes one and two recap. And we are exhausted. Yeah, it's kind of funny this time because usually by the time it's Sunday and we're recording, this is the worst we've sound. And I think we actually sound pretty good just because I think because we were doing the the creatures panel today, we basically spent Saturday just whispering. <laughs> no, There was no screaming, just whispering for a no. day, saving our voices. The Bad Batch panel this morning, there was a lot of cool stuff going on, and I just very politely clapped. <laughs> there was no yell. I, ha- I haven't allowed myself to yell. So there been any yelling since, uh, since maybe Friday night was the last time there was any yelling. And, well, and that was on the Indiana Jones ride, I think. And I got, I got scared when, I, don't, I can't remember if I say this in this from Thursday, but I got scared on uh, Thursday morning when they showed just a picture from Indy 5. And I screamed so hard, I tasted blood in the back of my throat. And I was like, oh, God. I, I, this is only day one. I better slow down. You got to dial that back a little bit or we're not going to make it till Sunday. So. so, Okay, so here we go. Now, please listen and enjoy us on Very Tired Thursday Night. End of day one, Star Wars Celebration. The most epic day one in Star Wars Celebration history. It, at least as far as ones we've gone to, yeah, this is the the top of the heap already. Um, and it all started with day zero yesterday, <laughs> when we flew in early in the morning and immediately went to Disney, uh, and kind of didn't even realize where we were until we stumbled into Batu. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we met Sky Talkers and. Brandon from Talking Bay 94 at Oga's Cantina. We sat at Oga's Cantina for a really long time. We had a booth, and then we all flew the Million Falcon together. We got both coaxiums. <laughs> it was incredible. The Hondo, the Hondo robot was broken, <laughs> and they had a tarp over him. Yeah. Maybe some foreshadowing to later in the week when we're <laughs> laying under a tarp somewhere in... Uh, Anaheim. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it was still, uh, yeah, Galaxy's Edge is for real. It's pretty amazing. It's it's unbelievable. We didn't get to do Rise of the Resistance yet. Uh, we're probably going to try and do that tomorrow night when we are there for Star Wars night. But we did everything else. We had Ronto wraps, and then we got real weird in Disneyland, and we rode Mr. Toad. And <laughs> it's the snow ride <laughs> the snow. to see if it was still spooky. <laughs> yeah. It's not as spooky, unfortunately. But I, f- I finally rode the Indiana Jones adventure for the first time in my life after two visits to California and it always being closed. Finally got to ride the Indiana Jones adventure. It was unbelievable. Our our friend Nick Tierce guided us through the queue, telling us all the secrets. And our ride stopped at the part where Indiana Jones is hanging right above you, which is hilarious because like the big boulder's coming. So we went we went from a dead stop to suddenly going downhill really fast. Yeah. Well, and and at the beginning too, we got pretty much as lucky as you can get. We got the front seat of the car. You got to drive the steering wheel. Like yeah. it was the best 
spot you can be in the car for your first time uh, doing the ride. So yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. It was pure heaven. I can't wait to ride it again tomorrow night. It was absolute heaven. I loved every second of it. Dis- the whole experience, it was just insane. It was one of the longest days of our life, but the Disneyland experience yeah. was absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah, we didn't do a good job of easing into the celebration week. We kind of just went full bore. We, we, we did... Uh, Star Tours also, did we say yeah. that? Yeah, no, we didn't say that yet. Yeah, and, we did. Uh, we got really lucky. We got the the new version of Jakku with Ray, and we got uh, the crate. Yeah, we got crate. Which is, crate is great in Coop. Star Tours. It's, it's worth it. So that was pretty much yesterday. Then we came back to the hotel and absolutely died, and then... We were up <laughs> bright and early today. So, so the day... Last night was starting a mission, encouraged by our Oga's conversations with Skytalkers and Brandon, that we are going to get into the Lucasfilm panel by any means necessary. Yeah, Yeah, we did not get the lottery, but we had determination and motivation, and we were able to find our way into... The Lucasfilm panel this morning, yes. and we were not prepared for that. We thought we knew what we were getting into, but we didn't know. We we teamed up with with again Brandon talking Bay ninety four, and we threw help from friends and the the force, the the will of the force. We made it into the Lucasfilm panel this morning. And, oh, there's so much to talk about with the Lucasfilm panel, like. It started with, well, first of all, I could, we were like in, I think, shocked that we made it in, period. That was unbelievable. And it was like, oh my God, we're doing this. And yeah, because it was literally up to the last minute before we did not think we were going to get in. And at the very end, we found a way and. We were, yeah, in shock. And then all of a sudden the lights go down. And there's a choir singing Duel of the Fates live on stage as Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor come out. And Deborah Chow comes out. Kathleen Kennedy? Was she there yet? I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. Came, Ewan and Hayden came out first by themselves, I think, and then the host came out. Right. Then the host, yeah. And then eventually Deborah Chow came out, Kathleen Kennedy came out, they talked about Kenobi. They tell us all that because of our wristbands that we are going to go to see the world premiere of Obi-Wan Kenobi the same day at 7 o'clock and everyone is freaking out. And then as you're still going nuts about that, then they dive into... Andor, which, if you've been paying attention today, I think they released the trailer uh, right. online. Yeah, um, they had Diego Luna came out, who was just ecstatic, so much energy, so excited to be back. They had Henry Gilroy, the producer, who I can't remember her name, Kevin Kennedy, Genevieve oh, Genevieve, Genevieve O'Reilly. Mon Mothra herself coming out. Pretty much then after that, they play 
the the Andor trailer or teaser or whatever it was, we all knew Andor was going to be the one that nobody saw coming that is going to blow us away. We all know, we all knew Kenobi was going to blow us away. But there's like the, the some people like, oh, why, why do we need an Andor show? Blah, 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 you know, like, wow, you know, why, why aren't there solo too? And then, but the cool thing, I think, with this Andor trailer, it doesn't look anything like any of the Star Wars TV we've gotten before. No, it looks like Rogue One 2. Right. It looks better than Rogue One, but it's a show. Uh, if that's possible for anything to be better than Rogue One. Yeah. Mon Mothra and like a limousine or something. The Imperial Senate. Technical. Oh my God. The Empire Imper- people in white costumes like Krennic in hallways. It, I don't know. It looks like it's got it all. People, we almost died with the Imperial Senate part. Well, and finding out season one is 12 episodes. That's the first year of Cassian kind of becoming awakened they said and then there'll be a season two of another 12 episodes that kind of fills the gap between the first season and brings us right up into rogue one and they said they're going to walk right into the opening of rogue one with cassian which pretty much meaning the my gloves part when he's on there hunting the lead of what the empire has got going on and their super weapon which we were talking about like, are the crazy Imperial people in white? Because it almost looked Kamino-ish. And then that made me freak out thinking about, like, whatever we're seeing in Bad Batch with Lama Sue and whatever's going on there. But also, is this, like, the Galen Erso scientist people working on what eventually will become the Death Star? Yeah, it was definitely... It showed a lot of really cool visuals. It kind of gave you a feel for, for who some of the characters might be, but really didn't give away any of the story. And Henry Gilroy didn't seem to want to give away any of the story. Anything. Oh, and by the way, it comes out at the end of August. Right. And it's 12 <laughs> episodes. Don't even try and try not to even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Have fun this summer because when fall comes around, you are going to be in uh, living in Andor land. When it's just so. Like, we're going to have this, like, this nihilist Andor not believing in anything story told side by side with Mon Mothma, who's talking to the Imperial Senate. Looks like she's at fancy parties, trying not to give away whatever, like, her allegiance is to the Rebel Alliance. And Stellan Skarsgård character, who's could almost be, like, a Saw Gerrera-ish kind of type because the the Alliance by this time is just, like, terrorists. Right. Just trying to blow up whatever part of the Empire they can. They're not organized yet. And we only saw them starting to gain, like, a fleet of ships and stuff and rebels. Yeah, so it seems like we're going to get... Well, maybe even kind of hinted at interviews, we're going to get, I think, a different Rebel Alliance than we think we know how the Rebel Alliance is. And just... Mon Mothma exploring her character so much more is going to be so fascinating. 
because she is such a complex, interesting character. And the fact that they're really just going in, and as much as they're embracing Andor, who is also fascinating and complex, the story of the birth of the Rebel Alliance and Mon Mothma's role in that, and how do you do something like that? I don't know. It's... It looked incredible. It looked absolutely incredible. And like before, just as we were trying to come to grips with Andor, Ron Howard comes out. Was Ron Howard next or did they... Yeah, Ron Howard was next. Right? It wasn't Mando next, right? It, no, it was, it was Ron Howard and crazy John Kasdan. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe, maybe it wasn't. Oh, my goodness. But let's talk about... We started it. Let's talk about Willow. Yeah. So Ron Howard comes out. John Kasdan comes out. John Kasdan looking like a maniac, sweating on stage like, like we were sweating. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with John yeah. Kasdan. But he, was, he seemed very excited about Willow. He talked about how he had been pitching a Willow thing for forever, and with Disney Plus it all made sense. And surprise, surprise, Warwick Davis is at Celebration. He came out. To talk about being Willow, we got to meet some of the new cast. Aaron Kellyman. Aaron Kellyman, who also, Wednesday in Disneyland, we walked right past her. Yeah, Aaron Kellyman was at Galaxy's Edge, walking around. We think we saw her, but didn't register it was her no, until see, it was too late. My problem was I was freaking out, and I couldn't remember the name Enfys Nest. And I was going to say to Gabe, I think that was Enfys Nest. But I couldn't remember her name because I was going crazy. So, though, yeah, we totally walked past her in Disneyland last night. It was amazing. So the Willow footage. <laughs> there was a lot. Um, it's cool to see in the older, wiser, wizard version of Willow. And there's, what, the three new kids or there's five kids maybe and it seems like those kids are on an adventure on a quest and they need willow's help as the the wizened wizard character we found out joanna wally was back as sorsha which we did not i don't think anyone knew that until today she looked like maybe she was the queen now it's the thing that was tripped me up with willow is it's like never ever ever did anyone think we would ever get more willow stories on a screen and when this trailer came out, it's like, yeah, this looks like Willow. This looks like more Willow. This looks like the world of Willow. In 2022, like, it it was bright. It had, like, the, the kind of Willow kind of fantasy that the original film had. You know, it didn't look like it was trying to look like Game of Thrones or something or, like, more popular fantasy it had that kind of storybook fantasy thing that the original film had. I mean, if anything, it almost seemed even more colorful than... It was like more Willow than Willow. Because it wasn't trying to yeah, be anything kind of dark and serious of fantasy. It was definitely fantasy fantasy with bright colors and some fish creature coming out of the water. Oh my and, god. Oh my god. When Will, we only had, we only ever had the one movie. That's all we've ever had. And this series is going to be more Willow's story than we've had for decades. Ever. Ever. 
It was just so, it was mind-blowing to watch and be like, oh my god, we're really getting more Willow. The story of Willow is continuing. And Mad Mardigan has, like, a daughter. Yeah. And maybe a son, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. And again, we're trying to process Willow stuff. And then Kathleen Kennedy comes out wearing Dave Filoni's hat. Yes. And you... Had a little bit of a heart attack because you thought it was Indy's hat. I thought it was. I, th- I thought it was Indiana Jones, and I almost died. Mm-hmm. That's later. So yeah. So she comes out wearing Filoni's hat, and then out comes Favreau and Filoni, and it was kind of nice because Favreau was talking about there was a one thing going on all across this panel of kind of the the when COVID was at its absolute worst kind of how in that time there was Mando, like, season two. Yeah, well, yeah, season two and Book of Boba Fett, but really Mando season two. And how Star Wars fans, yeah, in Clone Wars, too, when Clone Wars is during that time, how Star Wars fans never stopped the love and how much that was recognized and appreciated throughout Lucasfilm and how Mando was really the the first thing on Disney Plus and what an impact that Star Wars fans and their love for Mando, the show, made for Disney Plus. You know, that was all just really cool. Just kind of this being like, you are appreciated. You, the, the craziest of the crazy in here, running around trying to get into this panel. So then they're talking about Mando season three. They just finished filming it. They're editing it, but somehow still they had footage to show. Yeah, and it was good looking footage. It didn't look like (laughs) rough, unfinished footage. And man, what did we even see? That's what I'm trying to remember, because it's like, that one was not going to go online. There was, oh yeah, Bo-Katan in the castle on Mandalore, it looked like. There was Grogu on Jin's lap in the Naboo Starfighter, running away from ships that were shooting at them. Grief Karga in, like, the fanciest outfit ever. Like, King Grief Karga. Yeah. In a castle or something, another castle or something. And, like, it started out with the armorer saying to Mando that you you took off your helmet for people and you chose to take it off so you are not a Mandalorian anymore. You have, if you want to be this, you have to prove yourself. You have to go to Mandalore. So it seems like he is going to try to go to Mandalore, and because of that, he's maybe teaming up with Bo-Katan because she needs to go to Mandalore. But it looks like Bo-Katan was... Because it was a live-action Mandalore with that big throne room where Maul and Ahsoka fought in Clone Wars. And, like, Darth Maul used to sit in that throne chair and stuff. Or Maul, whatever. And... I don't... I, it's like, it was so cool-looking and, like, what you just finished filming and it looks this incredible... But honestly, I couldn't tell you what the heck was yeah, going well, on. Well, there was uh, Dr. Pershing walking in a hallway with some 
people. Yeah, again, looking very like clonish kind of things going on. A lot of Pershing. There was Bokatan and Grogu together without Din. So it right. looks like there's some, uh, maybe some adventures with the two of them. With Bokatan just talking straight to Grogu, like what you thought your dad was the only Mandalorian out there. Yeah. yeah so that was crazy. And then just to keep it going, John Favreau, you know, thanking everyone about oh, the yeah. success of Disney Plus is like, well, I talked to you know to Disney Plus and and Lucasfilm and, and to pay everybody back, we basically brought props and costumes from the show here for an exhibit. And it sounded like okay, there's probably, you know, a couple things here and there they brought. Yeah, that sounds um, cool. And well, they're they're talking about like, oh, you, we're gonna have light speed lanes open up every morning at nine o'clock for it. And it's like, oh man, that sounds like a real hassle to get in. Well, maybe we'll we'll definitely try and do it sometime this weekend. Be cool to see some stuff. Well, and I think we'll get a little out of order here because uh, there's more in the panel in the morning. But this um, after the panel, we went and kind of stumbled into where the exhibit was, and there was only like a ten minute wait. So we're like, well, let's just go in there and see what they got. Yeah, we went outside. We were gonna try and hit the food trucks, and then we found like these secret food trucks that are off on the side. And had like tacos and burritos, and we had some absolutely amazing burritos. And then, literally, right behind us, where we were eating our burritos, was the entrance to the the Mandalorian experience. And there was like a fifteen minute standby line, and we were like, "Well, let's just do it." And so we go down there, and it's as soon as you walk in, there's the animatronic head of the Cyclops dude from with the comb over yeah. from season two. R2-D2 from season one and season two. That's season two. Season two, yeah, the end of season two, and probably from Book of Boba. And then there's the train droid from Book of Boba. Full body queel. Full body queel. And you know, you're looking at all this stuff, we're freaking out about the, the train droid, and behind us is like the Beskar armor Mandalorian suit. And all this is before you even get into the exhibit. That's just like the entryway. So then we're in line for like 10 minutes. And then they take us into the real exhibit. And it's a small little room. It's the, It has the uh, the models from the show. The Razor Crest was there. Um, like a cargo ship. The little N1 Starfighter. The light cruiser. And then, yeah, the Gideon's light cruiser model, which is beautiful. Uh, there was the life-size actual cockpit of the Razor Crest. And it seemed like, oh, this is nice. This is a nice little assortment of stuff. And then you turn around a corner, and it's the Mon Calamari in the sweater, one of the Quarrens, Frog Lady herself and her eggs. Um, and again, it's like, oh, this is nice. They have a couple things here for us to check out. And, a sampling, if you will, of the Mandalorian in the book and, of the Boba Fett. And, and little did we know, you turn one more corner, and it is the biggest room. It's huge, and everything, literally everything is there from at Mando 1, Mando Season 2, and Book of Boba. If you can think of it, it's probably there. It was insane. It I, words can't even describe how insane and amazing this exhibit is. In the middle of the room 
is the Naboo N1 Starfighter, the full-size Naboo N1 Starfighter with an animatronic Grogu in the bubble in the back waving hi to everyone. In the back of the place over by a display of every Tuscan from Book of Boba Fett is a full-size moving Bantha with its mouth and its tongue moving around and it turning its head and looking at you. There's the entire Nikto Speed Bikers gang with their leather jackets and speeders standing around. There's a little bit of Boba's Jabba Palace with Boba's costume. And while we're in there, this whole time, as we're going around the Mandalorian exhibit, John Favreau is just cruising through the exhibit like a maniac, not leaving, just excitedly showing off what is in there. Some guy tried to take his picture in front of the whole Book of Boba throne display, and Favreau just, like, jumped into his picture. Favreau was, like, a little kid, like, showing off his toys, like, at his house with his friends over. Yeah, he had the... Even though he had a mask on, you could tell he had the biggest grin on his face because everybody was just loving every minute of this thing. Yeah, I don't... I, I might have already said this because this was just overwhelming but it's like literally anything you could think of from those first two seasons of Mando and Boba were in there there was what the Nikto speed bikers there was the ferret thing that fights with Cara Dune there was Max Rebo there was like three different Garza Whip outfits there was the shirtless Gamorreans there was 8D8 with the puppeteering rods sticking out of his back there was the Mayor McCheese. There was the animatronics for Mayor McCheese. There was a Cad Bane face disassembly where you could see how it actually went on a real person's face. Black Christmas cookie. There was so much going on in there. We were saying after the Mandalorian experience that that could have been the end of celebration and we would have been okay. Yeah, we would. It's, this would have been like, this is probably the best celebration we've ever been to and it was literally just this one Mandalorian experience yeah so yeah that was a crazy middle part to our day but we're still in the middle of this amazing Lucasfilm panel yes yeah, so then there was like Favreau and Filoni were out there. They talked about Ahsoka briefly. There was a recorded message from Rosario Dawson from the set which was really cool and then, like, Kathy Kennedy comes out, and she starts talking about how, like, recently someone in the Star Wars family had a 90th birthday, and it was John Williams, and it was like, oh, my God, is this really happening? And then an orchestra comes rolling out on this moving platform. Yeah, they literally, there's a movie screen on the stage, and at the bottom of it, these curtains lift up, this orchestra rolls out, and... From offstage, John Williams walks out, gets on the podium, and Kathy Kennedy's like, Obi-Wan never had a theme. It was crazy, so John Williams wanted to write an Obi-Wan theme, and we're going to unveil it to the world right now here live. So John Williams conducting an orchestra playing the never-before-heard Obi-Wan Kenobi theme. Which was amazing. It was incredible. What a 
first way to experience that. And then Kathy Kennedy is like, you know, John Williams didn't just write Star Wars themes for Lucasfilm, whatever. And then, yeah, they whip into the Indiana Jones theme. I was having an out-of-body experience. Yeah, I turned my head to look at Jason, and Jason wasn't there anymore. (laughs) It was just a ball of goo wearing a T-shirt. Pure energy. (laughs) Oh, I phased out. I phased out because I also knew we were getting some Indy 5 goodness after this. And yeah, then right after they play the Indy theme live with John Williams conducting it, from the left comes James Mangold and crazy man Frank Marshall, which was crazy because James Mangold and Frank Marshall never talked. Right. They didn't say a word. They weren't even introduced. If you didn't know who the director and producer of Indy 5 was, you'd be like, who are those two guys? Because then on the right-hand side of the stage, out comes Harrison Ford. They were just there to distract you from Harrison Ford. <laughs> and we're sitting next to Brandon from Talking Bay 94, as you've heard already. And he is having like a complete full-body freakout. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to make it worse, it's not just Harrison Ford being Harrison Ford. It's Harrison Ford talking to John Williams and for a long time about just how great John Williams is. He's the sweetest man. He's a really nice guy. I like the music he does. Yeah, so it's completely surreal. John Williams and Harrison Ford just chit-chatting on a stage and Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall and James Mangold are just watching and smiling and we get to see the first official photo of Indy 5. It's like Indy walking across a bridge and he's got a flashlight and he's got a big old backpack and I I was losing my mind. I was barely keeping it together at that point. And it it may sound disappointing but they didn't show any footage but it was probably for the best. It's for the best. It's for the best. And I I said to Gabe, they, they did, Harrison Ford said the release date of Indy 5, which I think is June 30th of 2023. And I said, well, at least I know the day I'm going to die. <laughs> got one year left to live. Yeah. Make the most of it before Indy 5 comes out and, and wipes us all out. And so that was the end of the panel. And then, yeah, so then, yeah, we went to the Mandalorian exhibit and then we walked around the floor for a while. We saw a lot of awesome people, talked to a bunch of people. There, we found the crazy booth that had, uh, the soundtrack from Star Crash, a, a Japanese version of the the Rares the Lost Ark, on record. Yeah, and then it was time to go get back in line. Pretty much before you knew it, before for the the Obi Wan premiere, right? And it was like a full on premiere. They had a little red carpet. They had costumes out front as you walked in on the red carpet. They had the Volkswagen tie-in electric van with, like, Sith writing on the side or something. Um, Popcorn and water. And then we get in there, and there's, like, this host and the DJ Elliot, and they're making people dance for Obi-Wan Frosted Flakes and Obi-Wan cans of Pringles, and the whole crowd's going nuts. But nobody wanted Frosted Flakes and Pringles more than their whole lives than, than at the Obi-Wan premiere. People were, lo- people were losing their minds. Yes. And apparently these are special Pringles they made just for this premiere. Yeah, with an, with an Obi-Wan <laughs> lightsaber can of Pringles. Everyone, 
I got a box of Obi-Wan Frosted Flakes. I'm really hyped about it. But yeah, that, it was really cool. The, the Deborah Chow was there. Most of the cast was there. A lot of the crew was there. And it was just a lot of the a lot of their families as well. So it was just, it was a really special thing to be able to not only watch new Star Wars with other Star Wars fans, which is something we haven't been able to do for a while Mm -hmm. and to get to kind of share that energy with the people who make the show. Right. That's something they don't get to do either. So it was, it was just, it was a really cool all the way around. Yeah. It was like, it was treated like the legit premiere of Obi-Wan Kenobi at Star Wars celebration. And it all makes sense now why they moved it. It was all part of this master plan and it was just an incredible experience. And I don't know. It's like we, it's like we said in the beginning of the episode. It's like we're we're so thankful for everyone f- who helped make this whole thing possible with getting into the panel in the morning and then getting into Obi Wan at night. And I don't know if you can tell out there listening, but we're a little tired right now. <laughs> Obi Wan completely knocked us out. Yeah, we were, we spent most of the day at what just pure adrenaline and and the Kenobi premiere kind of burnt all that away (laughs) with excitement. So, um, yeah, this is the first day of celebration. This is maybe the best celebration yet. And we've got three more days to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to go to talking Bay 94th panel in the morning. We're going to go to attack of the clones, 20th anniversary in the afternoon In the evening. We're going to, Star Wars Night at Disneyland. I really don't know how we're going to record one of these tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll figure something out. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But just an unbelievable, epic first day of celebration. We had some amazing burritos, too. That was another real highlight yeah. of celebration day yeah. one. The burritos we had were really, really good. Very filling food truck burritos. Oh, Lots of potatoes in them. Potatoes and cheese, and it was just filled with magic. It was filled with willow off good magic. <laughs> We're in the burritos, but man, what a first day of celebration. If you were going to go to the podcast meetup, we didn't go. I'm sorry. We were dead. We're dead. Listen to us right now. We couldn't go to the podcast. Maybe we'd be like, oh, thank you for coming. We can barely whisper into a microphone. We, this is the podcast meetup. Good night. No one would be able to hear us. <laughs> yeah, we're we're falling asleep as we do this. <laughs> Real time. Real time. We're already te- deteriorating. It's only day one. So this is on. Where is this going to go next? Who knows? But yes, thank you all so much. Look, look forward to more. Pray for us. Do whatever you have to do. <laughs> Light a candle. Call a priest. Light, light two candles. <laughs> Called two priests. <laughs> yeah. So, I think for Thursday night of Star Wars Celebration, we're signing off. Or you could say this is the Friday morning early edition at this point. <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> when normal people listen to this, they're going to be listening to this on Friday. Yeah. So, how are we doing when you're listening to this? Who knows? We don't know. And by the time we go to bed, it, it, it is probably actually Friday. It's Friday right now. It is Friday. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. And uh, yeah, good night. <laughs> good night and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>
What we're going to play next for everybody is our recap from... We're well. I know what we're doing. We're walking to Disneyland for Star Wars night. Yes. This right. is yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Friday night we're leaving the show, and we are heading to the bus to the park to go to Star Wars night. Not Galactic Nights. I don't remember what they. It's, call it's it just here. it's, it's just, just called Star Wars just night. Star Wars night. Yeah, Star, Wars Star Wars night, night. at wonderful Disneyland in. Not really sunny California. It was kind of like overcast California. And yeah, but it was, it was still a lot better than Illinois and Michigan. <laughs> right. There was no blizzard this time, and it didn't rain. So yeah. it was wonderful. So, okay, here is us walking to Disneyland, and I think that's it. I don't know. We Honestly. Yeah. You tell us what happened. We don't remember. <laughs> it's, it's, been a, it's been a long weekend. So here we go. Here is that wonderful recording. All right, we are walking outside in sunny California to try to figure out how to take a shuttle to Disney for... It's not Galactic Nights anymore. What's it called? Uh, Star Wars Night. Star Wars Night. We learned our lesson from last night, and we're not, we're not sitting in a soft bed, slowly falling right. asleep while we're talking. Right, we're trying something new. We're going to try to do some little little snippets throughout the night. But today was... It seemed like it was going to be a more low-key day, but ended up to be kind of just as crazy. We uh, slept a little bit, went into the show. We went to the Attack of the Clones panel, which was insane. Well, the first thing we went to was Talking Bay 94's panel on the podcast stage with Matt Martin, which was outstanding, super fascinating. Yeah, Brandon is a total pro. Matt Martin was, his stories were great, just across the board, wonderful. Yeah, that was a good start to the day. It was like, it was just like, yeah, listening to the podcast. Yeah. But it was live. Yeah, yeah. I said to Brandon afterwards, it was weird, like, listening to it. I felt like I should have been, like, at work with headphones in. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Yeah. I don't know what's where, going on. Where are my headphones? Why aren't they in my ears? Yeah. So then, and also a big thing today was we had a ton of amazing interactions with listeners which was great. We met so many cool listeners, met so many cool people, so much swag. We're busting out with so much cool stuff. Yeah, so if you're listening to this today and you talk to us today on Friday, thank you. Then, yeah, well, then we went to the Attack of yeah, the Clones that, panel. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think. Yeah, we met so many people all day long, too. It was kind of never-ending. It was it was really, really cool. But in the best possible way, yeah. never-ending. Yeah, we got gave out a lot of Brew Crew shirts, a lot of stickers, and, oh, I think, all right. We're, we're dealing with, we're, some, we're dealing yeah, with some Disney yeah, parking lot Yeah, we're stuff. trying to figure out if there's a, a shuttle bus we can take. All right, we'll be back. All right, now we know where we're going. So... We were at the Attack of the Clones panel. It was very Attack of the Clones, where it kind of started slow. It kind of got really weird. It got really wild. It started to go off the rails, and at the very end, it kind of pulled itself together and uh, ended up being really great. <laughs> we love we love Tom so much because he was just up there talking a bunch of nonsense for a solid half hour, and then Daniel Logan just put hot sauce on that nonsense. Well, and it all started. It all fifteen twenty minutes. It all started with, you know, is George Lucas really going to show up for this? Oh yeah. 
and no, at least it wasn't a cell phone video this time. Well, actually, maybe it was a cell phone video, but it was a, uh, a cell phone on a tripod. And it was about 10 seconds of him just saying, we shot this movie digital. People didn't like it, but we did it anyway. <laughs> He said it looked like he was sitting at a table paying his bills. And Melody came into yeah. the room. George, we got to record a video for Star Wars Celebration and Tech. Girls. All right, we did it digital. And then now it's time to go. Bye. I got other stuff to do. No, no, no time for this. Yeah, I don't know if we were uh, being naive thinking it was going to be something more than uh, what the Phantom Menace panel was. But I think it was kind of... Uh, fitting that it was just as uh, wild and loose as the Phantom Menace panel. But, you know, as, as weird as the panel kind of was, if somebody would have described it to us and we weren't there, I would have been like, damn it! <laughs> right, it, yeah, it, it was strangely perfect for a uh, celebration of 20 years of Attack of the Clones. Daniel Logan, Tim, and then John Knoll comes on after the Daniel Logan, Tim show, and John Knoll... Ch- like needle scratch and it's like uh, there's a lot of models and what we did was uh, we did computer and just turn just turn John Noel kind of turn the music down at the yeah. party a well, little bit it's like we were uh, hanging out with our high school buddies the Fets, and then we had to go to college with Professor Noel and uh, get an education friend of the show has a Blast Wings t-shirt does he ever wear it nobody knows Matt Wood was dropping some knowledge, lots of Ben Burt references. Not a whole lot of applause for Ben Burt. It was kind of sad. Yeah. Well, and then the big surprise, which shouldn't have been a surprise, but kind of was a surprise, that uh, Hayden and Ewan did show up and were told a few great stories about the uh, filming of Attack of the Clones. And I like that Ewan, they were like, what do you remember of the fight with Django in the rain? And he's like, not much. So then what do we do? We went to the Sky Talkers panel, and that was also absolutely amazing. They talked about the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. Yeah, it was really good. And I think I've, I've said it before with them that they, some things don't translate to live, but it was like we were just, again, I, where were my headphones? It was like I was listening to one of their episodes at home. Yeah. Um, they are so great. They had a full house. And, yeah, talking the deep thoughts, the deep talk about the first two episodes of Kenobi which is really what everybody wants to be talking about right now. Yeah. So it was perfect. And they only watched it once, just like us, but their memory of the show was much, much, <laughs> much better than yeah. ours. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was uh, pretty much what we did with day one. It was like, or day two. Day is day two. Yeah, which I kept calling Tuesday because it was a, the second day, day two, Tuesday, even though it's really Friday. Yeah. But it made sense at the time, so... Yeah, well, we're about to get on the shuttle. So yeah, we're, uh, going, we're on a bus to Disneyland. We'll try and court record something else there. And we're going to try and get on Good Rise of Resistance, and we're going to eat some Ronto wraps. And that's what we got going on here tonight on Tuesday, a.k.a. Friday. And we got Kyle Moore here. Kyle, say hi. How's it going, everybody? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> Okay, everybody, it is now... (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) It's now Saturday, Saturday morning, um, and we we just got done eating at Denny's. Shout out to Tracy at Denny's, because she asked us to give her a shout out. (laughs) You're awesome, Tracy. Um, And we're walking back to the hotel, and we... Okay, last time you heard from us, we were walking to Disneyland, and we did Disneyland last night right. and we it did. was intense 
we did the what did they just call it? Star Wars night? Galactic Star, night? Star Wars night. Star, Star Wars, Wars night. Star Wars night. We were there till one in the morning. Yeah. It, was, it was our Wednesday visit part two. We got to go on Rise of the Resistance, which is incredible. It is as awesome as everyone has said it was. <laughs> uh, so we were going on Rise of Resistance, and it was us, <clears throat> Brandon, Talking Bay 94, his wife Maggie, and uh, a whole bunch of other people. Kara DJ was with us. And we had a very awkward smile exchange with Keeper of the Holocron, Leland Chi, in line for Rise of the Resistance, which was amazing and wonderful. And Rise of Resistance was crazy. It was our first time. Yeah, so much stuff in that ride was so good. It's like before you even get on the ride, it's good. The line is the coolest thing. The line could just be the whole experience. And it'd be like, cool. Okay, now we're, we're opening up our hotel room door. <laughs> That's what's happening right now. So you heard the door open. Yeah. yeah. Now we're, we're back in the hotel room. I still have my box of Obi-Wan Kenobi Frosted Flakes from the red carpet premiere of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, yeah, the yeah. rest of Disneyland last night was just intense. I mean, it was great because like we rode Star Tours twice with the Sky Talkers, uh, which was so much fun. Well, yeah, it was pretty much the Talking Base Guy Talkers Blast Points jamboree for a lot of the night. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did what back-to-back star tours. First time was cool. We got the same planets as Wednesday. We got Crate and Jakku. But then the second time was what? the Kashyyyk. Li- li- living the dream. I was the rebel spy. Yeah. And then we got, uh, yeah, Kashyyyk and then Naboo. Yeah, Utagunga. Odagunga. Oh my god. We it, rode the Indy ride two twice, times. Twice. Big Thunder. Oh, Big Thunder was good. I ate two Ronto wraps. I had a Tatooine sunset. Oh, we're we're so I'm stuffing my second Ronto wrap in my mouth. And this huge entourage is going by, and someone from the 501st runs over to alert us, and we look over to the left, and who's walking through? <laughs> But two, just looking around, Ian McDermott, the emperor, and I scream, oh, my God. And, like, the, 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 the slaw in the Ronto wrap goes flying out of my mouth. <laughs> just what Ian McDermott wanted to see. Yeah. And Look then, over and, yeah, see a grown man spitting slaw out of his mouth. But I, he probably gets that all the time. <laughs> and I yelled, I love you. And he turned around and just kind of smiled. <laughs> Oh, that's the kind of stuff that happens at Bad too. Yeah, you're just eating a Ronto wrap and the Emperor walks by. But it was so cool, you know, because Ian McDermott, he was just, like, looking around. He was, like, looking up at all the stuff in Batu, just like, oh, my God. So, yeah. And that was just the beginning of the night. It just kept, yeah, getting better. We uh, we did uh, the Falcon, Flight of Falcon with yeah, again, yeah. Uh-huh. which was great. And then... We came out of it and basically stumbled into the the lightsaber thing they do. Yeah, so the, we the just walk light. out of the Falcon and there's, you know, 500 people with lightsabers <laughs> pointed to the sky. It's typically very normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they're waiting for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. We saw Captain Phasma walking around with the parade. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, we were there till it closed which was maybe a bad idea, but we eventually made it back to back to our hotel. Um, and yeah, with uh, 
now that we're fueled up with uh, Denny's, the power of Denny's. Shout out uh, to Tracy. Maybe we can make it through today. We're going to take it easy today. We are talking right now while the Mando panel is on. We decided yeah. that we needed to go to the Denny's panel instead. <laughs> it was tempting. It was tempting. It was tempting, but... But we'll be, uh, yeah, just kind of walking around on the show floor today because this yeah. is probably the best day for us to do that, just kind of... If, if we were going to get to the Mando panel, we would have to really hustle and... We, we we got, I don't know if you could, you've heard, we got something going on tomorrow at 2 p.m. in the Twin Sons room. <laughs> so we need to, we're trying to, oh, conser- no. trying to conserve energy. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. I didn't know. Whoops-a-daisy. Uh-oh. Um, so that's, yeah, so that, that's what the plan is today. But, um, but yeah. We uh, ran into Chef Gormanda yesterday. So oh. the, the official start of celebration is when uh, Chef Gormanda is ro- walking around, whipping and stirring, so... I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that Chef Gourmanda knows who we are, too, because we stopped <laughs> Chef Gourmanda yesterday. Yeah, he wasn't surprised. And did we mention yesterday that we found the grand, a guy with Grand Inquisitor who kind of looked like Uncle Fester or Death from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey eating a blue slushie? Okay. Star of the show. <laughs> Star the Friday, Friday Superstar. Hopefully he's there again today. Yeah, so hopefully today, I mean, today's Saturday, it's like the busiest day, so hopefully we see some really good, ridiculous cosplay and we get a lot of pictures and stuff like that, so that's kind of what we're looking for today, and we, yesterday was really panel heavy, not complaining, they were all awesome, but, um, but yeah, that's the plan for today, but yeah, you'll hear about it after it's all said and done, but it was good to sleep, and it was good to have like a real breakfast, because... Our hotel breakfast isn't isn't quite up to par. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, yeah. it's a little, it's a little, it's a little, little wickety whack. Yeah, I've never had scrambled eggs boiled in salt water before. <laughs> so I think how they make them here. So it kind of smelled like the the the, the waterfall at Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, it's a little weird. Well, yeah, that's probably where they get the eggs from. There's the bleach water. There, there's seagulls that live on. Thunder Mountain, yeah, the bleach water. Yeah, hopefully our shirts aren't all bleached from the the bleach that they spray at you on Big Thunder Mountain, but we'll, we'll find out. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye, bye. everybody. Thank you. All right, and now, yeah, we, there was... There was Saturday in there, and Saturday for us was just, we didn't go to a lot of panels on Saturday. No, Saturday we kind of took advantage of the time we had to just kind of wander the show floor, look at the booths, uh, talk to people, and it actually it went so fast. Like, yeah. I kind of wish we had more time to just kind of wander around the show floor, but... It was still a lot of fun. Uh, we saw some cool costumes. We, what did we eat? Some pizza yeah, out of a food truck. Well, we went to the, the collector swap meet and we got to meet uh, a lot of other cool podcasts. So I got to meet a lot of listeners. We got to talk to uh, author of all of our favorite books, Phil Showstack, who is the sweetest person in the world. Like his name might as well be Phil Sweetstack. Yeah. As, he's as good as his books. <laughs> as, 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 as a human being is as great as his art of books. 
the art of Phil Sostek book would be incredible. <laughs> Looking forward. We'll do an episode on that. Uh, Kristen Baver couldn't be any nicer, just the sweetest person. It's not like we met anyone who was just like, well, that person was a real jerk. Every Star Wars fans are the best fans in the world. People, Star Wars professionals, Star Wars people that Star Wars is their job, nicest people in the world. That's, yeah, again, that's what I'm taking away from this whole thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 And now we have to go back to real life where people don't want to talk about Star Wars. People don't care. Somebody might want to talk about Kenobi, though. We might, yeah. might get lucky if we're uh, in the aisle getting some yogurt. Someone <laughs> might want to talk about little little baby Leia or yeah. little little kid Leia. So... So I hope all of you have enjoyed these recaps. These are always fun episodes to do. And we're pretty tired. We're pretty exhausted. I don't know. It's an epic celebration. That's all there is to it. So folks, you know the deal. Please leave us an Apple Podcast review. Helps more people find the show. And if you want to support the show in a different way, we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon. We're starting this weekend. We are going to have Kenobi commentaries. I don't. What, I, we don't even know what we're going to start with with Kenobi commentaries. Prob- probably with the new episode that comes out Wednesday. Right. We will have a. Put me on the spot here. I believe new episodes will come out of the regular show. Will come out on. Saturdays. Saturday is going to be the new Tuesday because for the entire rest of the Kenobi series, uh, normal episodes are going to be dedicated to the Kenobi series. So Saturdays are the new Tuesdays, and we are going to be talking about every single episode of Kenobi and on the Patreon for the Blastman's Army Kenobi commentaries. And then what? We got social media. Like, you know, if we're if you're on social media, look us up. You know we're on there. You know where to find us. We're still there. And we got the website, BlastPointsPodcast.com. You can search for episodes, topics. And if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon. But guess what? We already talked about that. Did we? Yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> let's end this here. Thank you, everyone. And look, in just a matter of days, uh, you can look forward to another episode talking about episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And again, thank you, everyone, so much. Bye-bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. May the force be with all.